Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. We're going to begin with verse number 10. I want to say thank you for allowing Pastor and Sister Kyle to go and be at General Conference last week. What a powerful conference it was. We have brought back several DVDs. And by the way, if you would like a copy of General Conference's DVDs, just let our usher know. You can have those uh, probably three bucks a piece. There's four or five of them or just buy one or two of them. They're all awesome. And we're going to be getting the ministry together for one of them. We're going to be viewing. We're going to be one with the department head leaders as well in a few days. Uh, and then... There may be one that we actually just um, play for the church on a Sunday. I'm still kind of praying about that. But what a powerful message. All the men did. All of the, the men of God preached. And then our general superintendent of UPC, what a message he delivered, delivered on Friday night. Uh, just so powerful. How many of y'all were able to watch it through, uh, what was it on? organization's website being streamed live, right? We sent that out in the emails. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Ephesians chapter, does anybody even read those emails Pastor sends out? It's 1, 2, 3, 12, 12, 9, 9, 8. Okay. All right. Amen. Um, so we are excited, uh, excited about that. It's wonderful. We spent some time. Most of y'all probably don't even know who Dwayne Cornelius is. It was so many years ago, but some of you know who he was. He was our youth pastor for about 10 years, I believe. And we went from conference to there, preached for them on Sunday, spent a day or two with them, flew back in yesterday, and we are here for the duration of starvation <laughs> on our fasting. In fact, I want to, before we get into the word, I know I've got you standing. Now, I'm only going to speak for about... 15 minutes tonight, maybe 16, and then we're going to, uh, we're going to come down and we're going to pray about some things, and we're going to go into spiritual warfare here tonight, the Lord helps us, and this is just going to increase as the weeks go on, it's just going to get stronger and stronger, and we're going to crush this thing, and we're going to come out of this stronger than we've ever been, and just go into revival greater than we have ever had revival. I do want to suggest to my Wednesday night crowd for Wednesday I know we're doing the one meal a day on Wednesday if you're going to eat on Wednesday eat breakfast because if you eat right before you come to church you come a little heavy a little sluggish you know sluggish and and so we don't want that to happen we want to be full of energy ready to go all uh, just power pack and ready to go. So eat, if you're going to eat a meal that day, eat breakfast. I prefer you don't eat on Wednesday at all. Yeah, I know, I know. So do, but some of you will join me, right? No meal at all on Wednesday and then go right back to the one meal a day uh, after that. But if you just have to eat, then uh, do it uh, in the morning. Everybody say prayer. So let's uh, put my prayer numbers up there, Sister Don, if you will, and uh, let's remember, uh, let's remember to join in with prayer in the morning, at noon or evening, whatever time works best for you. Even if you can only do it for just 
uh, a few minutes, join in prayer. If, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That is what this progression of fasting and prayer and word is about. We are wanting to get into his might. Fasting doesn't increase my strength, doesn't increase my righteousness or my holiness, my spirituality or any of those things. It does allow for him to increase in my life. And that is what we're wanting. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles there, it means trickery. The tricks of the devil, the deceptions of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of, of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's put our Bibles down and let's focus on the Lord in prayer for a moment. Father, I ask that you illuminate your word to us today. Lord, let your word come out. Let it get a hold of our hearts. I pray that as a church we receive revelation Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray that not only do we receive revelation, that, but we are able to apply it, apply it right here in this service tonight. Father, strengthen us, speak to us, help us. We ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and everybody say amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated. What a beautiful move of the Lord that we have already experienced uh, in this place here this evening. I am so thankful and so excited for the way that God is uh, honoring and recognizing and moving so gently and beautifully amongst us. So I want to talk to us just a little bit about principalities and powers. And I want to talk to us uh, about spiritual warfare through prayer and what we're going to get into here in just a little bit. It is 7.42. Um, I will be done by 8 o'clock, and then we'll spend, we'll come down to the front, and we're going to spend some time uh, in prayer. But I want our prayer to be backed up with the Word of God. You can, you can mix the Word of God in with your prayer and in with travail, so that while you're praying, your mind is just sort of going over the Word and the Scripture. It brings a, a level of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. It brings a level of faith. It brings an ignition to your prayer. It ignites your prayer. It brings a fire to your soul and a strength to your words. Amen. And so Paul, speaking to the church of Ephesus here, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but basically, Paul the Apostle is wanting you and I to recognize something. Our enemy is not our spouse. 
Our enemy is not the person next to you. Our enemy is not the guy that cuts you off in traffic. Our enemy is not your boss at the job. Our enemy is never flesh and blood. Now, the devil may use man or woman to come against you. He may use man or woman to persecute you and to bring trouble and difficulties and hardship and hurts and pains and all of these things. But if he gets you and I to focus on the individual that has caused this pain in our life, you have missed the mark. You have missed the target. And you have missed the ability to actually solve the situation that is in your life. Because it's not flesh and blood. It's not the government. Uh, it is not these things that we blame uh, our hurts and heartaches on. But we wrestle not against fl flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual wickedness. And so the first thing that you and I need to do when we are targeting warfare, when we are have targeted prayer and we are going into spiritual warfare, is we need to understand that it is not against a man. It is not against a woman. And so when you kneel down and you begin to pray in the spirit and a man comes to your mind or a woman comes to your mind that's done you wrong, you need to put that aside. And you need to say, God, I love them. I forgive them. They have a soul. They need to be saved. It's not about them, God. I come against the adversary that's using them. I come against the devil that's tricking my mind. I come against the adversary that's deceiving my spirit, Lord. I'm not going to let these things into me. And the way I'm going to win that battle is I'm going to know who it is that I'm supposed to be warring against. So everybody say it's not flesh and blood. Look at your neighbor in full surprise with just a look of surprise on your face. Look at him and go, it's not you. I hope every husband and wife took advantage of that for that one moment. For we wrestle, we wrestle not. Now, I, I didn't look at my wife when I said that because I married an angel. And she ain't falling either. She's one of them, one of them, one of them good angels. And I'm going to go home with her tonight and we're going to have fun. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, playing you know or something. But against principalities. Everybody say principalities. Now, I believe that Paul the Apostle is trying to teach us some things here that we need to focus in on. So, first of all, in spiritual warfare, we recognize that it is not man that is the target, but it is, it is the adversary, demonic spirits, Satan himself, uh, just spiritual wickedness. Now, he starts out and he says, but what we do war against, what we do wrestle against is principalities. Now, this word here, principalities, it means origin. It means the beginning, the commencement, the start of something. And so the first clue that Paul gives me and you is that when we go into spiritual warfare, he's telling us, get your eyes off of the results. Get your eyes off of what is the 
the outcome of a situation and focus on what started this thing. Get a hold of the commencement of it. Where did it begin? Where was its beginning? Where was its principality? Where did it set up its ruleship from the very beginning? And if we'll learn to begin to focus on what triggered this thing and quit focusing on the result or the outcome, because that's like, that's like a doctor trying to treat the symptoms. If he treats your symptoms, he's not curing anything. But if he can get to the cause of the symptom, if he can get to where it started and he can heal that, then the symptoms will go away. And so Paul starts out with this spiritual warfare and he says, quit getting caught up in the trouble that's around you, in the difficulties, in the outcome, in the results of a spiritual attack. Because if you pray against the results you'll never solve anything because the source is still in place and as long as you're still just coming against symptoms he's just going to bring up another symptom another outcome another difficulty another problem another situation my God have mercy when we get in the spiritual warfare, we've got to aim on where it began, who it started from, its commencement, its beginning. And so sometimes maybe we can learn from this and we can say to ourselves, we can say, God, I, I see the result of this. I see the outcome, but, but where did it come from? Reveal this to me, God. Show me. And he might reveal to you a spirit of resentment that got in your life. He might reveal to you a spirit of jealousy that came against you. He might reveal in you a spirit of greed. And do you follow what I'm saying? And because we allow these things to get a hold of us, these particular results, this was the outcome. But I could pray against the outcome all day long. But until I go back to the commencement, until I go to the principality of this thing and get a hold of it and pray against it in the Holy Ghost and war against it in the Spirit and cast it out of my life, out of this situation, then the other things can begin to heal. And so the first thing we learn is that we got to find out what the beginning is. We got to find out where it started, where it came from. Now we can, we can generalize that in how that the adversary comes against the church, right? So we say, okay, well, uh, here seems to be the results. And the results is uh, deception. The results is uh, uh, discord, sowing of discord. The result is this. But we can't just pray against the outcome of that. We have got to recognize that the adversary has come in with a spirit of deception. And we have to pray against the spirit of deception. Because it doesn't just stop here. It'll go to another one and then another one and another one. 
And if all we do is just keep trying to stop the path from the ones that's attacking, it'll infiltrate everywhere. No, you've got to go and address that spirit of deception and say, I adjure you in the name of Jesus. You have no right here. We bind you. We cast you out. We cast you off. We throw you out. So everybody say the origin. Paul's telling us, recognize you don't fight flesh and blood. You need to recognize this is a spiritual warfare. And then you've got to go to the beginning of this thing. You've got to go to the origin of this thing. Now this is revelation. You need to get a hold of it. Because too often we spend most of our time praying against results. Praying against the outcome of a situation. Oh God, you know, we might pray because one of our children are lost and we're praying against a a drug habit. The drug habit's not the problem. He He wasn't born with a drug habit. He didn't leave. He didn't just wake up one day and become a drug addict. There's a beginning to that. There's a source to that. Because that same spirit that drove him into drugs or drove her into drugs may later drive them into suicide or drive them into immorality of some kind. It's the same spirit. You can fight against drugs and it gets delivered from drugs and next thing you know he's something else. We've got to go to the source, the principality. We've got to go where it began. We've got to go where it started and address that spirit and bind it in the name of Jesus. The second thing he says, and so he says that we wrestle against, but against principalities and then he says we wrestle against powers. This word here uh, means authority. But it goes a little further. Watch me now. It means privilege, permission, and the right to do something. Paul the apostle said if you are in a spiritual warfare, you are in a battle and there's something going on in your life somewheres down the line, you gave permission to that power and that authority to come into your life. Whether it was by an act of disobedience, where you allow things to come into your mind and things to come into your heart. An act of disobedience on something you did. You gave permission to a spirit to come in. Paul said you need to recognize that this spirit has been given permission and so you've got to step back up. Once you recognize who it is, where it is, you get its own You must take your authority back. You must cancel its subscription, if you please. You must cut off its access. You must say no longer do you have permission to abide in my home, in my heart, in my mind. All right, I got I to gotta go on. It's, I only got five minutes left. We must be in spiritual time or something. Lord, shalom. That clock down. Just stop everybody else's watches. That's all you got to do, Lord. Rulers of darkness. Everybody say principalities. 
Satan's powers, rulers of darkness. Do you, do you know what this spiritual warfare is? Those words, really one word there, but it means obscurity. It means to do something in the dark. To be shady about it. To hide. Now we know this is how the devil works. But I want to tell you that this spirit right here of obscurity, this spirit of shadiness, it's been working in this church. And it has lined itself up with the spirit of deception. But your pastor, I'm the shepherd. And we're cutting this thing off. I'm getting in with a knife and I'm cutting this cancer out. It's not going to go any further. I'm done with it. I'm not going to let that ugly devil work here. And how do you do that? You turn the light on. You reveal deception. You reveal lies. And so there's things pastors going to be doing and saying and teaching. And it's because I'm going to get a hold of this ugly devil. And I'm going to cut its head off. I'm going to save everything I can save. But what refuses to be saved, it'll be cut off and cast out, left in the hands of God. But this church is going to resurrect. It's going to go forward. It's going to have power. It's going to have revival. So spiritual warfare is recognizing the source. It is, it is recognizing the authority and the permission that's been given. And it's recognizing that it works in the dark. And it works in deception. And it works with obscurity. And then there's spiritual wickedness. That just means immorality or malice or hatred or plots. And, and, and this is a part of spiritual warfare where the devil goes around demonic spirits he'll he'll play this one against this one and he'll whisper in this one's ear he's plotting he'll whisper in that one's ear and and then he'll cause a situation to arise and and then we just begin to assume things and what we don't realize first of all you've already you've already missed the first principle of spiritual warfare because you're focusing on a person you're first focusing on a man or a woman and you're letting things build up in your mind they said this they did this you build up your own scenario you've already missed spiritual warfare because you're not even focusing on the source uh, where it's coming from you should have got a hold of the devil and said you lying demon don't you dare come put thoughts in my head about my brother about my sister I don't care if they did do it I'm just gonna pray for them I'm gonna lift them up I'm gonna love them Come on. This is how we win spiritual warfare. We got to look at who is really to blame. We got to see it. We got to realize we gave them permission to come in our lives. We got to take that authority back. We got to regain. We got to recognize they work in the dark. They don't work out in the open. They hide you. They try to exclude you. They try to cut you off. Then they work in your life. You only have one pastor. Well, thank you. But I'm going to nail this. 
You start listening to another man and another woman, and they're preaching something different than the man of God. Listen to me. And you don't come to me about it. You are in deception. I'm the shepherd in your life. I'm going to kill this thing. You must come to the man of God. And if they're right and I'm wrong, we'll search it out. But if you let them convince you of something and you've never even come to the man of God and I try to show you in the Word how that it's not right, you will not receive it because you have already been deceived. Don't you let that devil lie to you. You find yourself hiding because you justify what you're doing, and but you don't want nobody else to know about it. It's a lie. If others can't know about it, it's wrong. It's already wrong. It's working in the dark. It's spiritual warfare. And if you don't recognize it, it will destroy you. One of the most powerful weapons the devil has is to make you wiser and more biblically intelligent than your pastor. At least that's what he puts in your brain. Eight oh one spiritual spiritual wickedness, privity, immorality, malice, hatred, thoughts, high places. That just means. From another world. Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors. Somebody say, more than conquerors. To him that loved us. Look what Paul says. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities. Here he goes again. He says, nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth. He's just repeating everything we just read in Ephesians here. He says, nor any other creature shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Paul the apostle says, you don't have to worry about what I'm talking about in Ephesians. Principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual wickednesses and high places. Because I've made you a conqueror over all of them through Christ Jesus. We need to understand that in a moment when we come down to pray. In fact, let's start making our way down to the front, if you will. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. Listen to the word of God as you come. Keep your ears attentive. And having spoiled, are you ready? Are you ready? Having spoiled principalities and powers. Everybody say, he spoiled principalities and powers. That thing that he was talking about, spiritual warfare in Ephesians. He said Christ came, he spoiled them. What does that mean? That means to take everything. When you defeat an army, 
you go in and you collect all that they have, whether they stole it from someone else or whether they had it themselves. You go in and get everything that they have taken. That's what Jesus did for you. And I, when it comes to spiritual warfare, we've got nothing to fear, nothing to be afraid of. We can conquer. We will conquer. And we will take the spoil. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and the earth. Look at this. Visible and invisible. Watch this. Thrones, dominions. Here it is. Principalities and powers that were created by him and for him. You don't have to worry about any kind of principality or power. He created it all. And then, and then he tells us in Ephesians 3 and 9, and to make all men. Everybody say all men. Watch this. See what is the fellowship of the mystery from which the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus. Listen, listen. To the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places. I've got news for the devil. He's not the only one that's got principalities. He's not the only one that has power. And do you know what the word principality means? I told you. It means the beginning. It means the source. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that was created, God created it. He's the ultimate principality, the ultimate power. The intent that now the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. If we'd get to know his principalities, if we'd get to know his powers, we wouldn't be so concerned about his principalities and his powers. Because when it came to that warfare, we would have the revelation and the understanding that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. I'm trying to get some word in us so that when we begin to pray, we have that faith. Ephesians 3 and 11, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Why do we have that? Because we understand he's the ultimate principality. He is the ultimate power. All power has been given unto me in heaven and earth, the Lord said. He has it all. He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. You will tread on scorpions. If, they, if a snake bites you, it's not going to harm you. Drink of any deadly thing. It's not going to kill you. You're going to cast out demons, heal the lame, open blind eyes and unstop deaf ears. I'm going to give you power over all of that. Why? Because Jesus knows the source of death. He knows the source of pain and he's going to get the church. He's going to get me and you focusing on the source and not the byproduct. I'm telling you, if that transition takes place in the church, things are going to change. If it just takes place in your life, things will change. Because when that revelation gets a hold of your heart and a hold of your mind, you approach things different. 
What good's it going to do me, Brother Quashin, opening up my mouth and chewing my wife out when she's not even the problem? But in my mind, I think she's the problem. Not really. I'm just using it because she's so perfect. In my mind, I think she's the problem. And so I address a result, an outcome, a conclusion, and never touch the source. That has to change. If we're going to have real spiritual warfare, that has to change. If we're going to have results in our family, that has to change. You're going to see your children delivered from drugs. That's got to change. You're going to see them delivered from deception. That's got to change. You got to get it off of the outcome, the result, the the what oh, the the manifestation of flesh and blood over here, and get it back on where it belongs. You have to attack the source. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Ephesians 1.17, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, here it is, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of glory, his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of power to usward. Who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. I'm finishing up here. Four above all principalities and power. What did Paul say we war against? He says you war against principalities and powers and rulers and wickedness, high places. Yeah. Four above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name is named, not only in this world, but also that is which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, which is the body, the fullness of him and the fullness of all in all. Sounds like to me, you and I don't have to worry about the principalities of power. So here we're going to do it. We're, gonna, we're about to pray. You ready? So we're going to pray over these things. We're going to start out. With the principalities. I want the devil to know that I have spotted him. I want whatever, when I say devil, I'm speaking of demonic spirits. I want them to know that we see them. And we are no longer going to play into their hands. As young people, we're no longer going to play into his grasp of him taking advantage of emotions and situations in our life. We're going to recognize him for who he is. We're going to spot him. He's the principality. He's the commencement. He's the beginning. He's the source. The Bible says he's the father of all eyes. I'm no longer listening to the lie. I'm looking at the liar. Hear me? I'm no longer listening to his lies. I'm looking at the liar. I want him to know I know who he is. I want him to know that this church knows who he is, and we're going to address it. We may not have, listen, we may not have revelation of everything, and so we have to pray for that. As, as I mentioned earlier, we have to pray, God, reveal to me the commencement. Reveal to me the principality of this situation. Forget the situation. Reveal to me the principality of this situation. I want to know the source. I want to know, is it something that came out of me? Is it something I let in me? Is it, 
Is it something we let in the church? Is it something that came through the doors? And we didn't catch it, didn't cut it off, too caught up in our own lives and our own ways and our own situations and our own religion. And God, we repent of that. Somebody say that with me. Father, I repent. And so we're going to have been pastor in his in his devotions been talking about repentance for the last few days because that's the foundation of all of this. Lord, we repent, God. We repent. In fact, I just want to do that right now. Will you just lift your hands up to the Lord? And, and I don't mean you repent for yourself. I'm talking about we're repenting as a church. Father, we come to you right now as the body of Christ. I come to you as a shepherd. Lord, as the under-shepherd of these people, Father, we ask your forgiveness. God, we repent of our sins. Lord, of closing our eyes, of not allowing ourselves to see. God, to be so caught up in things that we didn't see this spirit moving. We didn't see this spirit operating, God, amongst us. Father, we pray, forgive us, but help us not to get stuck, God, on the byproduct. Lord, on the outcome, on the results. But God, reveal to us, reveal to this church the commencement, the principality. Reveal to us the source, its beginning, that we might be able to focus our warfare. Oh God, we ask you, have mercy. We ask you, have mercy. Have mercy. Forgive us. Show us. Reveal to us. And help us to pray against it. Now church, let's pray right now, will you? I just want us to begin to travail for a little bit. God, we come against the principality that has attacked this church. We come against the principality that has attacked our city. God, you know they are and we know you're going to reveal it to us we know we're going to see it we war against you devil we come against you adversary we bind your ugly hands we want you to know we see you we recognize you we're no longer looking at flesh and blood but we are looking at the principality the source we come against you Satan in the name of Jesus we war against you, against your powers, against the principalities that have come against this city and against this church. We war against you by the power of the blood in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We come against you in the name of Jesus. Somebody cry out, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost up in here. His anointing is upon us. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.
My God. Now we pray against the power. Somebody help the preacher. We pray against the authority. We pray against the permission. We pray against the privilege. We pray against the right that we've given him. We take our authority back. We take that permission back. We war in the spirit. We war in the spirit. Satan, we bind your hands. You are no longer welcomed. You are no longer welcomed. We recognize you. We cast you off. We cast you out. In the name of Jesus, we come against you in the power of the blood. We pray against obscurity. We pray against deception. Come on, come on, somebody help me. Come on, continue to travail. Continue to call on God. We come against deception. That spirit of deception. We come against false doctrine. Against false religion. We come against pride. We come against in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood. You will not deceive. We take back the authority. We have recognized the source. It is deception. And we bind it in Jesus name. We cast it out. Open their eyes oh God. Let them see. Be merciful oh God. Jesus, Jesus, God in your name, we pray against plots, him plotting in the church, we war against that conniving, deceiving, plotting spirit, man against man, woman against woman, brother against sister, we come against it, we bind you Satan, Oh, God, open the eyes. Let them see. Let them recognize. Their brother's not the source. Their job's not the source. Help us, God. Help us to stop him in the middle of the plot. To cause him to cease. We pray against the high places reach over get your neighbor's hand lift it up in the air we pray against the high places my God feel that We 
Come on, that's it. The higher places are the most difficult. That's the last layer. It's the highest point of warfare. The higher places where I tear down everything in my life that's not like God. I bring down every idol. I bring it down. I tear it down. I bring down the higher places. I cast out everything that's from that other world. That's not like God. Woo! Jesus. 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 Woo. Ah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In victory, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Will you give him a hand clap of praise? Father, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify you. We magnify you, we magnify you, we magnify you. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, God. Ah, Jesus. 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 Oh. 
Jesus. 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 Praise God. Now, this is why we got to get our own building. Because I'd love to lay this mic down and us pray to midnight till God walks in this place. It's going to happen. And it's going to take a miracle, but God's going to give us that miracle. Because we're going to do our part. What a power in this place. My Lord, I don't know about you, but I'm actually excited about Sunday. What is God going to do in this place on Sunday? When we begin to travail and pray and seek the face of God. My Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, for a while, we've been, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but pastor does. And we would, for the last, I don't know, almost a year, we'll have one get the Holy Ghost here and one get there and a couple every once in a while, but not, you know, not like we're used to. Ten a service. But last Sunday, 
Was it last Sunday? No, I wasn't here last Sunday. A week from last Sunday. We had 35 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in this offering. Give the Lord praise for that. And I, and I believe it broke whatever that struggle. Now, I understand churches go through, you know, there has to be a season of teaching and a season of growth and a season of teaching. Right? We understand that. But this was a little more than that. But I, I believe it broke. I encourage you to bring someone to church on Sunday because I'm believing God for 10 or 15 people to pray through on Sunday. I want to, listen, I want to see... I want to see this church get back to where pastor can only get through half his message. And right in the middle of the message, the power of God falls and people come to the altar and people start praying through. And we, We've heard enough word to pray the world through ten times. And that's, this is who we are. This is what we were born in. This is the fire that we live in. And I just want to stir that fire up again. I... I don't want to just be an above-average apostolic church. I, I want to be a, a God church. I mean, just when we come together, powerful things happen in the Holy Ghost. People are healed and delivered. and Souls are sealed. And healing and hurt souls. And in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what a move of God tonight. I almost kept my word, so we'll, I only went five minutes over, we'll work on it. We love you, God bless you, greet one another, love one another, be kind to one another, uplift one another, speak well of one another. Give me some guys up here, tear this platform down. We got to tear this platform down. Thank you, gentlemen. Some strong, able-bodied men. I appreciate it.